Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This, Hi. <laughs> I always don't know what type of hello to say. Uh, is there a better hello? Do you think? Like hello. Ooh, that's yeah. A, that's maybe you one. should do the intros that's, from now on. Like okay, is Max wrong? Is it? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's carry on. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is here's a crazy story, a podcast from the Overtake, where we tell crazy true true true, true stories. <laughs> true, uh, true, true stories about trains. Stories about you know trains. what? I've I've actually. Done, done that mistake before. We had a previous intro where we laughed about choo-choo stories. Um, I'm Robin. I'm Abby. I'm Rick. Cool. Um, do we have any corrections from last week? Uh, I thought of one. Oh, yeah. I made a joke at the end of the last episode, which might not make the edit, that implied everyone who played Magic was a virgin. Uh-oh. And that's not the case. Some of them aren't. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> explaining bad jokes you guys made is not the same thing as corrections, and you well, need I to felt, stop doing it. I felt bad because... You're punching down, Rick. Uh, yeah, and it, like, I, I played... Punching down on virgins. <laughs> I bought Magic cards back in the day. But the audience might not know that I'm a nerd as well. And it, I don't actually know what magic cards are. This entire time, whenever you've mentioned about, whenever you've raved about them, about how much you love them, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've just not known what they were. And I've just been like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm imagining like Pokemon cards, basically, but with sexy women on. Uh, yes, there are more sexy women in it than there are in Pokemon. Yes, yeah. correct. It's a, you're more or less right. Cool. Yeah. I, is it? It's like a, a thing where you battle. Is it with them? Or? Yeah. You are a plane. I I don't fully understand what the law behind it is, but basically okay. you get monsters and they fight each other. And you <sighs> summon them. Okay. Yeah. That's it. it. Yeah. That's it. That's good. Um, I also have. It's not a correction or an apology or anything. It's an explanation for it's, a shit joke. <laughs> no, it's not. There's um there's an Easter egg on one of the previous episodes, um where at the end of it, just as the music's faded right in you can just hear abigail being like oh my god (laughs) um i wonder what that was about i think it was i don't know i don't know what it was about but i just thought if the listeners want to listen out they can hear i won't say what episode it's on Mm. but in one of the previous episodes but it's just like a a little tiny voice but like really low like Um, oh my god i might (laughs) listen to it and try and figure out what i was annoyed about yeah i don't know what it was maybe you're just tired from Probably. 
thinking. I was doing the work. They do so much mm. thinking, you guys. You do do a it's lot exhausting. of thinking. I can see you thinking sometimes. I can see you thinking all the time. Yeah. It looks strenuous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very unfortunate. That's just my face. Um, right. What story did I do last last week? <sighs> oh yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, never mind. Forget it. Forget it. Uh, I was going to do another, another correction, uh. but it doesn't really matter because I might do it as a story. So I'll do the entire story as a correction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's quite meta, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, should so we tell some stories? Title off. You yeah. want to do a title off? Although I've already read yours because yeah. I printed it for you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you're just the PA for yeah. printing mm. and nothing else. Um, okay. So I have not thought of a title. Okay. Oh, my, actually, mine, you could probably like just you. call it. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably just call it the Tucker Telephone. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. Mine's a beginner's guide to petrifying men in Cardiff. Yeah, see that? Oh. That's, that sells it. The petrifying men, yeah, it does. Well, mine is also good. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. What's the mood of yours, yeah. Rick? Like, quite light-hearted, JP. Nobody dies. Okay. No okay. one's cheated on. No children go missing. Oh, Those are the, the three unusual. the three criteria. Uh, of a, yeah. of a Robin Vinter story. But don't worry, guys. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We'll get some jokes out of it. Yeah, mine are, like, week after week, you're like, oh, I don't know whether I, I've got a really good story. I want to think of something where we can put some jokes in. Yeah. And I'm just like, just just do a, do a sad one. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to yeah. do a sad one normally. I'll, okay, what's I'll, yours like yeah. this this week? Uh, mine is uh, serious and shocking so we'll do yours oh. first and end on a good one. Was that yours? Whoa. I mean, like, <laughs> right to the heart. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, good as in, not, as in as the in things that happened were terrible. As in morally good. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of liars in mine, but. Oh, mine okay. is definitely not morally good. Mine, okay. is, mine is chaotic evil. Oh, yeah, let's go yeah. that one first. Yeah. Uh, actually, wait, the more I think about it, the more I think it's probably lawful evil. Is that the other one? Yes. Yeah, it's lawful. Lawful is the Another opposite. Hour of our life explaining. <laughs> Sorry. Right, okay. The dungeons and dragons the line that exists. Basically. Yes. Go on then. <clears throat> the Tucker telephone. So, let's go back to the past and also <laughs> across the ocean to America. Oh, yeah. Um, so, picture the mid to late 1800s in Arkansas. Mm. Which is not our Kansas, which is how you think it is. No, it's not. It's not. It's not how no. anyone thinks it's pronounced. Arkansas, <laughs> literally <laughs> Kansas with R written at the start. Yeah, but yeah. everyone knows it's Arkansas, don't mm. they? Yeah. Well, did you find out an hour before? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the few pronunciations that I do actually know. It's Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so back in back in the day in the 18, mid to late eighteen hundreds in Arkansas, mm-hmm. they rented criminals to work on big farms. Mm-hmm. So it was called the convict lease system. I think essentially it was like you would rent like a ton of them. You won't just rent one guy. You'd be yeah. like, you rent them by the way. <laughs> yeah. If you just got a couple of big fat guys, you're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Especially because they're really slow, like picking the cucumbers yeah. or whatever. Um, so, uh, what? Just picking the cucumbers, <laughs> a specific cucumber one they would be doing. Well, from that, the cucumber tree. It's in the story, actually. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. So, um, it was obviously a system, as you could imagine, with 
a lot of corruption because mm-hmm. it just already is going to be a flawed system well, to start. You work with criminals, that's what you're going to get. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically uh, they took prisoners and they didn't really put any, like, maintenance into the prisoners. They just, like, put them somewhere and made them work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a bit later on, they... Um, saw prison labor as a means of securing cheap workers who did not need to be provided proper care. So they just didn't look after them, Mm -hmm. essentially, at all, and they were cheap. So, okay. So there was this one... One in this kind of area called Coal Hill. (laughs) I'm trying to do it in a a methodical way, but I'm just not doing a good job of it, really. Um... And uh, yeah, so they and they and this place called Hill had like an inspection, and um, he looked at all the different. There were like a few camps in this area, and uh, he noticed that obviously they were like really overcrowded, really bad um, food and housing, poor clothing, health and hygiene was like non-existent. Basically, mm-hmm. they had no health. At all. No health. No health. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, uh, yeah, um, and also, plus, on top of that, they were, like, really badly beaten and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and oh, and also the other thing was the contractors never did se- good security, so they just ran away all the time, all the prisoners. So it's a mixed bag if you're I mean, a prisoner, would, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you would, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm imagining, like, an old brother were at that situation where there's, like, some of them are singing. Probably, I have actually not seen it oh. or read it. Is it a book? Uh, it might have been first one then to other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've not seen it, but well, you watch it, good. Yeah. Um, so wait, what am I looking up? Oh, brother, where art thou? Um, so yeah. Um, so the state was getting pretty mad because mm-hmm. of all these prisons running away. Other farmers were getting really mad because they were like, "This, these dudes have got like all these prisoners just working basically for free, and I'm mm. here toiling away in the field with my slaves, like yeah. a dickhead." Yeah. So they got like the farmers' unions together. Oh, they weren't called unions back then, but they were basically like the farmers' unions. Um, and uh, they were like, "We're not having this." And then the state was like, "Actually, it's funny you should say that. We're pretty mad at the situation as well." Mm-hmm. So. Let's build. <laughs> Look at the stage, just one guy. Like, I'm glad you mentioned it. I wasn't, wasn't going to say anything, but I'm, I'm stop quite for lunch, But like, when I get back, let's have a chat about. It. Um, but uh, yeah, so instead they built the Tucker unit, which was uh, like a prison slash farm. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think it was basically the local government like bought it and built it essentially to like solve the problem so it was 4,500 acres a maximum security prison um, and a working farm in Tucker which is in Jefferson County which oh, I feel yeah. like I've actually heard of like I'm not even making it up I, I know it well do you? no but I, I've heard Jefferson <laughs> yeah, County before why? in Arkansas yeah, Jefferson do you think Arkansas. something happened there historical mm, yeah maybe yeah I reckon slavery related. Do you reckon Arkansas? Jefferson, though? Thomas mm. Jefferson. Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. That's the famous Jefferson. Oh, the Jeffersons. <laughs> yeah, the Jeffersons. <laughs> is that a thing? It's a sitcom about a black family, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah. I was thinking of the Jetsons. Mm, that's a sitcom about a family. white family. <laughs> yeah. it, just a quick side note. Mm. How do you feel about the fan theory that uh, the Flintstones and the Jetsons 
are happening concurrently and the Jetsons live in the sky in the Utopia and the Flintstones live on the post-apocalyptic society on the ground. Oh, is it post-apocalyptic? Yeah, it's not prehistoric because humans and dinosaurs never lived together, but genetically modified animals that look yes. like dinosaurs. And the fact that they're all speaking modern English. <clears throat> yeah, they all look alike and I think they meet. And that aliens in both of them as well. Yeah, yeah there you go. I buy it, actually. 100%. Yeah. Proven. Yeah. Um, also, they, like, they have TVs and stuff, which they didn't have back then. I know the TVs are made of rocks, Ex- but... Exactly, but... Cars, yeah. too. Like, they basically cars, just, like, yes. imitate yeah. modern cars with so some you, rocks. With you run feet, with your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted one of them as a kid. Mm. Um, I um, One of the, like, funniest things I've ever heard someone in real life say is when... <laughs> When my mum, when my brother asked my mum if we were going to drive somewhere, and she was like, "No, we're just going to pick up the car and just like run like the Flintstones." <laughs> oh, oh, I bet she was extremely sarcastic. She like yeah, and she's she's not usually. It was just so oh. unexpected. Oh, when someone who's not sarcastic does a really sarcastic yeah. thing, it's really funny. Mm. Like, no, we're just going to pick up the car and run there with our bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> and she called him a dickhead and slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, did, in fact, happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, these were built... So, this this was built in 1916. Um, and it was, like, the second one of Arkansas's prison farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they closed down a nearby prison, like, a bit afterwards. And moved all the state's facilities to exe- uh, for execution um, to Tucker. And including what they called Old Sparky, mm-hmm. which was the electric chair. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's a fun name. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, is that not what they just called them generally? No, I just remember it? that being a thing in the Green Mile, and I just sort of assumed uh, that's what everyone the calls the electric chair. Yeah. Maybe that's where they got it from. Maybe the Green Mile set in Jefferson. Oh, the Green Mile. We're giving you um, a lot of work here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, but I look at the picture of Old Sparky, and it's wooden. Which is yeah, electric chairs are wooden. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I was if, thinking. I've, if they were metal, that would be so well, dangerous. Well, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they electrocute them by putting them in a metal chair. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Like because you just, you, just I think they just the fry outside. the brain pan to to kill them. You don't want to just like yeah. burn them with burn electric the electric chair. Like, yeah. Why not just push them in a fire? That'd be. Horrible. It, yeah. Was, yeah. it, it is really so smell. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they just put like a wet sponge on their head, don't they? And yeah. Then, like electrocute them. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. they just put them in a metal chair, it'd just fry them from like the outside, and they'd set on fire, and it'd take ages oh, and be horrible. Okay. Well, that's me told. <laughs> um, so the worst, the worst bit of of um, the Tucker unit mm-hmm. was um, working on something called the long line, which was picking cotton cucumbers and rice. Cotton cucumbers and, and rice. rice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's um, a cotton cucumber? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that. Um, oh, have you seen those cu- cucumelons? I think that's what they're called. And they're little tiny cucumbers that look like melons. Gherkin. No, they're round. <laughs> they're round and they got kind of like they look like melons. I can't like, really explain like it any more grape. than that. Like a grape. Oh, that's what they call grapes. They're bigger than grapes. Mm-hmm. They taste like cucumbers a bit and a bit fruity like a melon. And they look like a teeny tiny melon. Is it it's just real. a small I'm melon? I'm not making this up. <laughs> um, Abigail, cucumelon. Cucumelon. Cucumelon, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I might have said, that might have been a made up word, but it, the thing is real. The word might be made up, but the thing is real. 
Okay. Right. Um, yes. So this, so this kind of situation, the long line with the cotton cucumbers and rice, mm-hmm. um, like actually carried on for quite a long time. And they reckoned, no, not they reckoned, because this is real information but um, they know it was no what i actually was gonna say why i was gonna say they reckoned was because i wanted to diffuse the fact that i realized i missed a tiny bit of research out of this and i was like maybe if maybe if it comes out like they think they but think. no they know but they know I you don't do know. know no i don't know um, what a weird way of getting around, <laughs> around i didn't realize i was not citing it. It your was sources like my, <laughs> it was like my subconscious like um, Look, it's so, not it's not it's not litigious. I know that they said it was true, but I don't know if what don't they know. said was true. <laughs> um, so uh, this was going on until the 1970s, I believe. I think <clears throat> they reckoned. So um, yeah, there were, and actually, what was really weird about the prisons were was that they were expected to be economically self-supporting. So like all the farm farming was supposed mm-hmm. to pay for the prison, which is obviously not. I mean, like you could. You can do it like that. But I can. Not I can we, believe in America that's do it. possible, isn't it? Yeah. Twenty five percent of all incarcerated people is in America. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like all, half the prisoners in the world or something are in. Yeah, they love America, imprisoning people. One in ten people in the US is in prison. Oh. In same. Stop putting people in prison. Anyway, American <laughs> listener. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. What it's, was her name? I, uh, uh, I want to say Louise. Laura. 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 Oh, thank you. Yes, Correction. Nice it was Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. Um, yes. Uh, anyway, shall I carry on? I don't know what's yeah. happening today. I think we're just very... Well, we did it last week and it's carried on until this week. General silliness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, they sold the crops at market. Um, although it's not really that clear how much of that money was going back into the prisons. Enough, there's, right? There's an yeah. There's the an going. assumption. Well, yeah, and I think there's an assumption that they were cutting some corners and pocketing some of the mm. farm cash, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so it was they're all male prisoners and they were housed in military style bar- bar- barracks rather than cells, which meant that they could just like steal from each other, um, attack each other, rape, intimidate each other, and. Sort of no one cared. Like what no a weird one... order to put those things in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Ten yeah. Commandments. <laughs> like, do awful things like attack, steal, even intimidate. <laughs> rape, <laughs> even intimidate one another. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That might have been a bit of a copy of page job. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, so, like, no one gave a shit. Like, the public didn't give a shit. Um, and actually, to the, and obviously the, car, the guards didn't give a shit. And to the point where... They beat lower-ranking prisoners for small infractions. They extorted the inmates um, and raped and murdered them. Oof. Yeah, that was the right order, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think maybe I like your order where you put the worst <laughs> thing first and then it's just like... And then they insulted them. Occasionally through a custard pile at them. <laughs> oh, my God. Still would be not good, but... No, sort of a bit funny. if you're lactose intolerant, it'd be terrible. It'd be terrible, yeah, if you accidentally got some in your mouth. Um, so we know this was going on until at least the 70s. Eventually, the governor uh, commissioned a report about Tucker um, and was shocked at what he found. So this is where we get onto the Tucker telephone. So I, that was a lot of background, probably mm-hmm. more than necessary, but this bit's short. Um, so um, 
what the Tugger telephone was, was it was an old-fashioned crank telephone, which I don't really understand what that is, but I guess you just wind it up to be able to mm. talk just Crank it, it up, so yeah. the, the rubber bands. Yeah, pretty much. Then it rolls around the room. Tin on two strings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two tins on a string, rather. <laughs> yeah. Um, two strings would be, like... Four and two minutes. Yeah. Party oh, con. Yeah. Um, that could probably happen. Anyway, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, these, this old-fashioned crank telephone was wired in sequence with two batteries attached. It had electrodes coming off of it, and they attached one to, the, to a prisoner's big toe and one to their penis, and then Die. yeah, I should have paused for effect there. <laughs> yeah. Penis. This doesn't. Oh. <laughs> this not going to end well. No, it's not. No. Um, so what happened is cranking the telephone sent an electric shock through the prisoner's body. Mm-hmm. which is, I think, what you figured from, yeah. from that. Um, so they reckon it was built initially in the 1960s. This is how they reckon, because it was all happening behind closed doors. Um, so either it was um, a, a prison guard, a prison superintendent, or the doctor, the like the prison doctor mm. that invented it. I would th- like to think it wasn't the doctor, but doctors are sadists too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So they used it as like a form of punishment, um, and they they had it like set up in the prison hospital, which I think, again, not a good sign really, no. to be quite honest. Um, so they would, um, yeah. So they'd be like shocking them. Um, often they they had like a system where they would keep shocking them until they um, went un- just before they were going to go unconscious, mm-hmm. but then they. Um, like there was so basically a lot of the time they were so bad at it that often they like gave people permanent brain damage like made them unconscious gave them permanent brain damage it's Um, like really bad edging yeah but they're not even doing yeah and the bad form of edging and also they're not doing it well (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um and uh yeah so they called it a long distance call which i think is like irritatingly sarky like Mm. yeah when it's like yeah a load of electric shops in a row um, so yeah, they used it as a punishment, and but what happened is actually, you know, they were using it just left, right, and center, and like permanently injuring them and well, like giving them brain damage. They also probably some cock damage as well, I imagine. Oh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like tissue. They call it tissue damage yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the article I read. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I think some of them. I think what, I read a thing somewhere, though I didn't write it down, that some of them had such. Uh, they had such bad it, it, uh, injuries that it had like gave them like permanent damage to the testicles, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were also just aside from that were punished with uh, beatings, whippings, torture with pliers. Oh, doesn't really specify what torture. Fingernails um, a bit. Yeah, yeah and that's then, where I went yeah, to straight yeah. away. And the other thing says needles under their fingernails. Oh, oh, Jiminy Jillikers. So, yeah, in addition to the Tucker Telephone. So they made a film that kind of featured this stuff called... Um, Avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was in 80, uh, 1980, and it was called Brew Baker. Brew Baker. B-R-U-B-A-K-E-R. Yeah. Brew Baker. Brew Baker, yeah. Um, which is kind of like loosely based on the prison and in in the film one of them's tortured with the Tucker telephone 
Um, so yeah, so it's not in use anymore. It's it, in the 1970s when this report happened. Mm. They were like, oh shit, we should stop that Probably telephone. Stop. Electrocuting men's penises for no reason in particular. Yes, Uh. exactly. And I think I read. I think I read that. Well, so I read about this ages ago. What if you're like the one, like uh, inmate? They come in and they're like, "We're going to make a short distance telephone." And you're like, "Oh, that's good. Normally, it's a long distance one." They're like, "No, no, no. For you, it's the short distance one." (laughs) Like to add insult (laughs) to injury. Probably do do that. Yeah, probably every single day. Hilarious as well. Fuck those guys. Mm. Nearly knocked over the walls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yes. So, um, yeah. So, and one thing that I was reading that I I couldn't find again then when I tried to make notes, but I read originally when I first found out about these stories, it made like a, a, still made the phone noise, which meant they were like in bits every time they heard a phone ring. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's really grim. Anyway. So, yeah, so they put an end to that, but since then, or, yeah, since then, they've just, like, people have discovered that they've, um, other people have been using them. Um, so, apparently, a Chicago violent crime unit um, used it to torture suspects in the 80s, mm. which, yeah, dick move, to be fair. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, some American GIs in the Vietnam War were, were apparently using one, um, they converted their field phones into torture devices. And something similar as well was used by American um, interrogators uh, to torture Iraqi prisoners at Abu Ghraib prison, which you do not want to read about Abu Ghraib and what the Americans did there. Oh, man, that's the crazy man, they one. they really fucking tortured But people. there's like the... <clears throat> I think it's on the tip-off for the, the, the investigator who looked into it further. Oh, is about, it a recent episode? Um, I don't think so. But it's about a lot of the. I think it's. I think it's that one. It might be. Mm-hmm. It's not that. I'm thinking it's a. It's a John Ronson book. I'm thinking of. Oh. Um, <laughs> but like you know, like a yeah. lot of the photographs that came out. Yeah. Some of them are st- like are staged, oh. uh, and it was staged and like deliberately leaked to Iraq, like to Iraqi insurgents first to scare the fuck out of them, and they were like, "We'll deal Shit. with the blowback from our own press, but wow. we'll freak the fuck out of anyone who wants us." Yeah, apparently. Fuck. I don't. I can't remember I mean, clearly, yeah. but some of the torture <clears throat> was definitely real. Oh yeah, I mean there yeah, was yeah. also torture. They were really going fucking on. torturing yeah. these people. And actually, I accidentally clicked clicked while I was re- researching the Tucker telephone. I clicked onto something else, which is another torture method, and I can't remember exactly what the what it was called off the top of my head. But it was um, like handcuffing someone's arms behind them and then stringing them up by their wrists, um, so that they're hanging from the ceiling, but with their arms behind them. Mm-hmm. and up in the air and like like it's obviously you know it just pulls your arms out of the sockets yeah. after a while um, and then ev- after even longer you just can't really breathe properly because your arms are twisted like, around yeah, yeah it's horrible and they were doing that as well in Abu Ghraib so yeah it's Lock fucking grim um, so yes so I got most of that information from the encyclopedia of Arkansas history and culture which has oh. a delightfully old-fashioned website, mm-hmm. um, which, and it was like. I don't Does know. that mean really hard to use? No, but you don't it, was, want to be it insulting. was. It was. It was like um, what's the word like quaint. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was quite nice. Uh, it was like going back maybe fifteen years on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there like, you go. Check out so, my Angel Fire account and stuff like that. Basically, yeah, yeah like find us on MySpace. Um, Shit. Yeah, <clears> that's took a telephone. Torture. Yeah. 
It was literal there torture. There was actual torture in it. Sometimes I call things literal torture and I should probably stop doing that. Yeah. Particularly, yeah. I mean, that was literal torture, so it was fine. Yeah. Not the, oh, I thought you meant not my story. Reading. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I mean, I, there was a few places where I stumbled. <laughs> it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll wait for corrections. Uh, the Beginner's Guide to Petrifying Men in Cardiff. Yes, love it. It's a massively misleading title. Uh. <clears throat> so, much like your story, mm. uh, my story begins in the late 19th century, so not like your story at all. Ah, you know what? I thought you. I thought it was going to be Pete Bogman. Oh, no. Is it, um, it's not, is it? No, good. I think, it, yeah, the Pete Piltdown Pilt Man. I don't know. No. You know, Pete. Bog. Pete Bog. <laughs> right, I'm going to stop saying I that and just do my story. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, um, so our story begins on October 16th, 1869. Um, uh, two blokes, Gideon Emans and Henry Nichols, are digging in a field um, on the Newell Farm in Cardiff, New York. So it's not, oh, it's not even that Cardiff. That was yeah, very misleading. Um, so they're digging on uh, yeah, William Stubb Newell's farm. And they get about three feet down into the ground because they're making a well. And then they hit something hard. And when they dig around, they discover that it's a foot. Fuck! A foot. Uh, um, which prompts them to say, and sources say that this is an infamous phrase now. And I don't know how infamous it is. Um, I declare some old Indian has been buried here. Uh, very politically <laughs> incorrect, but it was 1869. Yeah, okay. um, so we can forgive them for that. Hilarious. Um, Do you can you imagine? I declare... Yeah. And then they're like, remember to say that when the journalist asks. <laughs> yeah. um, so they dug it up and it turned out to be a 10 foot tall petrified man. Now, for our readers who are thinking it was just a scared man, there's <laughs> petrified being scared and then petrification where mineral rich water seeps into the pores of organic material and eventually replaces it. That's how we find dinosaur bones and okay. so on and yeah. thus far. And Pete Bog. And Pete Bog. Yeah, yeah, you met Pete Bog. You keep mentioning him, but you know. <laughs> Is he on, are you on commission? He for petrified. I don't know. This, Love that guy. Oh. Actually, no, I was too scared to look at Pete his Bog. dead body yeah. in, the, in the museum, so I skipped that bit. Oh, okay. My sister went. 
And I was like, how's Pete Barkin? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Touching his petrified body. Oh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Stubb knew all the owner of the farm. Yes. Um, set up a tent around the giant man and started to charge 25 cents to take a look at him. Um, but the queues... Yes, you could have just done that in yeah, those days. Yeah. Queues were so massive to see him that um, after two days, he increased it to 50 cents wow. and just started making dollar. You know, mm. players got to play. So... The reason why it was so popular is that at the time, um, people were very much interested in the idea of Nephilim and biblical giants. Ah. So, like, creationism was just kicking off um, literally almost 10 years to the day before they found um, what became known as the Cardiff Giant. Um, Origin of Species had been published. So people were talking about evolution. Everyone was arguing about it. Yeah. Um, So religious people were, like, really, really into it and... Um, a lot of them had found dinosaur bones and said they were like, uh, like giant bones. Okay. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah, and found all this stuff. Um, so then, a chap called Andrew White, who was the first ever president of Cornell University, uh, went to go and visit, and he wrote the following about it. The roads were crowded with buggies, carriages, and even omnibuses from the city, and with lumber wagons from all the farms, all laden with passengers. Lying in its grave with the sun subdued light on the roof of the tent falling upon it, and its limbs contorted as if as if in a death struggle. Ugh. It produced a most weird effect. An air of great solemnity pervaded the place. Visitors hardly spoke above a whisper. Okay. So that people, sounds quite respectful actually for gawping at a dead body. Yeah, and people are loving it, people are going seeing it, it's because it's getting in the press. Mm-hmm. Um but despite writing this, Andrew White, about seeing it, he still says it's a hoax. Ah. He's still yeah. like you know, balls. Because it, the guy's balls. what, ten foot tall? Ten foot tall. And that's yeah. like back in them days when uh when a everyone man was short was like uh, apparently five yeah. five or something, I don't know. Um <clears throat> so yeah, he thought it was a hoax. Yeah. Uh, and it was. Oh, yeah, fair. So, cut back to um, the year earlier, 1968. uh, Sorry, 1868. Okay. Um, There is a man called George Hull. Yes. um, Who, another place that's not what you think it is. (laughs) George Hull. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a man's name. (laughs) He, um, I think he was visiting Iowa. Okay. I don't think he was from, I think he was from New York, but... He was visiting Iowa because um, he was he was checking his he was a tobacconist and his brother-in-law had not paid for a thousand cigars and he wanted to know what his lazy brother-in-law was doing about it. Okay. And one evening he meets a Methodist preacher in a uh, I assume a bar. Let's I, yeah, let's no one says that, but I mean Methodists don't drink though, do they? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> but. I don't know. People yeah. are doing all sorts of anyway, shit. Anyway, he meets days. one. Yeah. In fact, I think he went to a Methodist meeting because he's a bit of a joke. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and like, he gets into an argument with this Methodist preacher about yeah. like evolution and about him mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, these, you know, people are finding these big bones. There must be the proof of giants." Yeah. And he decides, "Fuck it, I'm going to teach him a lesson." Oh God. So, uh, he decides that he's going to create a giant and hide it on everyone. Uh, so he hires men to cut stone from the quarry yeah um and he tells them that it's to create a statue of abraham lincoln he then puts it on a train like going back out east to new york um he hires a german sculpture a sculptor rather um to start carving it and swears him to secrecy on like pain of death then he speaks to i think it was his cousin 
William Stubb Newell of okay. Newell's farm mm. and says, do you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And they bury it in the ground and just leave it. Yeah. Wait and see what happens. So then a year later, that's when oh, Emmons and Nichols yeah. find it. They were like, yeah, the payoff must have been so good. But so the finished giant weighed 3,000 pounds. Whoa. And it cost Newell, uh, sorry, it cost um, Hull at the time uh, $2,600. Like which, as of 2017, was uh, $48,000. Whoa. All on this planet, like, transporting around, keeping people quiet, putting in the ground. Oh um, yeah, so after it was dug up and they started putting it on display, Newell lets, like tells Hull that he had told some people that it was a prank. Okay. So he very quickly, to capitalize on it, um, decides to sell it, like, to sell the attraction <gasps> clever, before clever. the story's out too much. Um, so he sells it to a syndicate headed up by a man called David Hannum. Mm. He's going to be the next important character in the story. Excellent. Um, for $23,000, which is $456,000. Mm. So I like think still a good almost deal, Almost half really, a million, if yeah. If you thought it was a real giant. Yeah. So um, that then, so yeah, he buys it and he is taking it to Syracuse in New York. Mm. Um, I don't know where Syracuse is, but it's not near like when you imagine, if you're imagining New York, it's not yeah. Syracuse. It's like upstate maybe. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, enter P.T. Barnum. Oh, oh my that guy. God. Yeah, that guy. The greatest showman. The greatest showman. Hugh Jackman walks in. Yeah. All handsome looking in that. Yeah. And singing shitty songs and just you know just yeah. not performing in a film I mean, that he loves. He, he's he's it's not his fault. Film shit, yeah. That, yeah. Efron's good in it. Though. I like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Barnum comes in and Barnum's like, "I'll give you uh, fifty thousand, fifty thousand eighteen sixty nine dollars for it, uh, um, which okay. is close yeah. to a million, a million dollars." Yes. Um, and. Oh no, he was trying to sell to he he wanted that after Hunnam had bought it already. So he okay. was then trying to buy it off Hunnam and he, yeah. yeah. And he was like saying, you know, you're just having it in some fucking museum. I have already prearranged for it to appear in uh, New York City museums where actual real people, not you hicks like uh-huh. New Yorkers will see it. He got ideas above his station, didn't he? I mean that's what the whole musical's about, I suppose, but yeah. I, I guess so, but well, Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was turned down. Okay. So Barnum, um, being uh, totally legit and not an all crooked <laughs> businessman, <laughs> um, hires an agent to break into Hannum's exhibition in Syracuse and to take part molds of the <gasps> giant out of wax. Oh, my God. And using its propaganda, and its like paraphernalia, like leaflets and stuff, saying, come see the Cardiff giant only at Hannum's exhibition. Um, rebuilds his own giant. Oh my god! So there are now two giants. There's one oh um, owned I by love it. yeah, Hunnam in Syracuse, and then yeah, one in, the in New one. York City. The real, the real, the real forgery. Yeah. And then there's Barnum's <laughs> fake forgery in a Whoa. New York, a New York museum. And then this museum obviously don't know it's. They think they got the real one. Well, oh. it's probably. It's hard to say, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> At yeah. this point. I think yeah. they do, because I think Barnum is selling it as the Cardiff giant. Yeah. So it, its origins, much like your, I don't know if this is true, but he believes it's true. Yes. He doesn't have to know if the Cardiff, Cardiff giant's a forgery, but he's got the genuine, might be a forged Cardiff yes. giant, but he's not. He's got a forgery of the forgery. Yes. Do you follow? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, 
basically this kind of kind of uh, entertainment war starts between the two. And Hunnam said uh, of people seeing Barnum's fake giant, there is a sucker born every minute, which is a quote misattributed to Barnum when Hannum said it. Oh. So there you go. That's a little bit clearing up the history. Interesting. Take that out of Barnum's pocket. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, eventually Hunnam tries to sue Barnum for okay. like copyright infringement or whatever. And the judge says, uh, quote, bring your giant here. And if he swears to his own genuineness as a bona fide petrification, you shall have the injunction you ask for. Basically, Ooh. the judge is like, balls. It's clear, there's clearly no such thing as a 10-foot petrified man. <laughs> no, you can't sue over copyright or whatever. Because wow. um, by this point, the scientific community... Uh, kind of getting their shit together and being like no no no, we need to put an end to people going yeah. seeing this and believing like, in guys it's just angels and yeah all this nonsense um and then eventually uh george hull the original prankster um just comes out and says uh, ah yeah that is a joke that is a joke lads like knock it <laughs> off there's no such thing as angels i've, I've oh made you all God. look like tits um he was so mad that guy hunnam or whatever his name was herman oh yeah. hunnam yeah yeah um, so yeah like George Hull admits that um, he had read an article a few years before he did his prank in the Alta California which was a newspaper about a joke piece about a German man who drank fluid from a geode and then turned into a geode because apparently <laughs> life goals yeah, yeah. apparently um, petrification was just like the number one thing in 1860 like everybody was doing it everyone was writing about it so like uh, Mark Twain, when he was like an editor at some small newspaper, yeah. Um, who, when I was researching the story, I've never really read any Mark Twain because I'm not American, so we're not no. forced to read it. Yeah. Um, but he's fucking great. Like he's oh, such really? a spiteful little bitch. Ooh. Like he's so angry at everyone oh. all the time. And I was reading this. He had this little thing about petrification being a trend and how he hated it. Mm. And a lot of the arguments is like, so I'm going to write this um, like kind of satirical expose because I hate this man. Um, I hate this man who's writing about it and enjoys it. And he literally, at the end of the article, he says, the only way I would have got more joy out of doing this to him and making him look a tit is if I'd killed him. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> like, oh Mark my Twain God. is, yeah. he's That's, excellent. That is so, not what I would picture from Mark Twain. I don't know what I was picturing. No, he's real like, saucy. Wow. He's like a saucy yeah. boy. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah. um, Level of spite I really admire. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he should be a judge on RuPaul. He's fucking oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he sat, he, like, he, at the time he was doing a bunch of, like, satirical articles that mm. people didn't consider to be satirical. So he does oh. say about himself, maybe I was too subtle. But then other newspapers would ask to cover it and ask to reprint the story, and he would follow up with more satire. Uh, and just people just didn't understand oh, it. Oh, shit. Uh, and eventually he, he ended up um, writing a short story about the ghost of the Cardiff giant. Um, so yeah loads of people were really really into it um, and it got lots and lots of imitations like okay. petrification was just the, the the scammer's way to making money now yeah. most of them are boring and most of the same most just like oh it but it's it's in a hotel rather than on a farm okay um, or it's a famous confederate general or something like that you know something mm. just a slight twist on it yeah the best one, though, is uh, by a chap who I'm thinking about just doing an episode on because he's very, very interesting, called Jefferson. <gasps> oh, I forgot he was called Jefferson. Oh, sorry. Called Jefferson Soapy Smith. <laughs> so, was that 
What? You're not joking? That's his real no, name. Soapy was, Soapy was his nickname. Ah, okay. Not like so, his middle name. No, no. <laughs> um, so Soapy, to his friends, yeah. um, was a con artist and criminal boss in Creed, Colorado. He was oh. called Soapy because he ran a, a, a scam where he sold soap, I think. Oh, um, yeah, why? But yeah, that's why he was called Soapy. He's a really interesting guy. He ran all these rackets. Um, and then he purchased his own petrified man for $3,000 and named it McGinty. Oh, really? <laughs> and he was like, come come see the McGinty for yeah. the lowest, the cheapest petrified man anywhere. I, I only, mean, you would, wouldn't you? Only like, 10 oh, how cents. How far that giant? I'll go for the... Yeah, go, go to Colorado, see yeah. McGinty. So he's only charging 10 cents. And don't forget, at the beginning, they went up to 50 cents. So for one-fifth the price, you can see McGinty. Yeah. So and the, you wouldn't really care. I mean, I wouldn't really, wouldn't really care. care. I just want to see one. So... Um, the way he actually made his money is because the queues for Tim McGinty were so long, they were running hustles on the queue. So they were playing like Find the Lady, like Shell Games. <sighs> they were selling um, like, hey, have a buy a bit of the company from us. No. No. No, no incentive to give them any yeah. fucking money. Um, so yeah, it's making him tons of money. Okay. The interesting thing about McGinty is while all the other imitators are just forgeries of petrified men, yep. McGinty was a real real cadaver. <gasps> what? <laughs> Who had had chemicals put in him to like preserve <gasps> and yeah. petrify his body. <laughs> so oh my yeah, God. the best hustle, the best imitator turns out to be realer than the forgeries. Oh my God. Um, so anyway, um, the judge who was arguing between uh, Barnum and Hunnam's giants, yeah. when the scientific consensus came out and George Hull admits it's a forgery, um, rules that you can't make a forgery of a forgery and selling yeah. it as real is the same as selling the original forgery as real. Therefore, mm. the case is closed and Barnum doesn't have to pay up any money. Um, what happened with the Giants is um, the original Cardiff Giant now resides in the Farmer's Museum <sighs> in uh, Coopertown, New York. Great. The Barnum Giant is now at Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum in Michigan. Fabulous. Great name. Uh, and just for like a little flourish at the end of the story, um, there's also a replica of the original <laughs> <laughs> at the Fort Museum in Fort Dodge, Iowa. So at the end of the story, there, there are now three, three Cardiff <laughs> Giants. <laughs> oh I don't know what happened to McGinty. Oh, McGinty. I wonder if that was the guy's name. Oh, I mean, presumably, they're... yeah, he might just yeah. be a member of the gang. Where did dance. he get? Yeah, I was gonna say, where did he get the corpse from? I wonder. Do you just kill someone? Do you think? Or um, he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. He's not, yeah, Sophie he's only Jefferson. a hustler. He's not a murderer. Well, he was a crime boss as well. Oh, but, so probably a murderer. Yeah, so I think I don't he think did you do can some rise bad through things. the ranks to boss if you're not prepared to do some killings. Yeah, I think he was. From what I briefly read about him, he that's was, also how it works here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like smart. So he was like, oh, the best thing to do is just make money off people. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. he's like an old-timey con man yeah. that people like. like. The, the good kind. Yeah, not like nice, the modern nice ones who become man. presidents and stuff like Ooh. that. That story, sorry, but that story reminded me of something that I don't know if you heard about, but um, about, I think it was 20 or 30 years ago um, in Italy, two guys, just like art students, basically um, sculpted two um, heads and claimed it was uh, Modigliani's work. And they, they just like um, threw them in a river and then the town organized their whole exhibition on it. Oh my God. They, um, oh they my found God. them like, a, I think I don't remember if it was a ditch or a river and they mm -hmm. found them. 
and they were like, because um, it was the 100th anniversary, I think, of Woody Denny's birth. And they were like, oh my god, we found these amazing sculptures. Let's like, they literally like, they did the nuts. whole um, anniversary exhibition on them. And then these two guys were like, well, actually, we Not made really. Them. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how popular petrified men were. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag me too. <laughs> um, but I did, I, I knew this going into it. I don't mm. know who Bog Pete is, but there's Pete a- Pete Bog. Pete Bog. His first name's Pete, oh, last yeah, name yeah, Bog. Yeah, have you ever just got that sense. joke? No, no but I just got it the wrong way around. It's called the Pete Bog Because he was found in Pete. Yeah, because yeah. he was found in a Pete Bog, yeah. Um, but the Piltdown man, who was um, like a preserved man they found in the field of Piltdown, let's say. Okay, yeah. Um, was a preserved- like perfectly preserved man and people get really like like oh, oh it's amazing it's like the best specimen of a preserved man we've ever found yeah um and it turned out to be a forgery and there's no one ever figured out quite who did it but one of the main suspects is sir arthur conan doyle or if <laughs> ethan's listening sir arthur conan doyle <laughs> and the theory goes that um he'd been mocked by the local geological society for his spiritualist beliefs so went about creating this hoax to just make them look like tits. Was it a body then that he got? Yeah, I can't, I can't mm. quite remember, but yeah, the Piltdown. I mean, it, it is quite hard. Like, often when they find these guys, they reckon, for some reason, it's pretty much always men. I don't know why it's not women, but um, they women just... get eaten. Maybe. No, I think, the, I think the oldest preserved human is a woman. Yeah, what's her name? Eve. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Lucy. Lu- Lucy. Oh, yeah, Lucy sounds right. Yeah, yeah, the first ever human, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird that you call her Lucy, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she seems like a quite modern name. Yeah. I think it'd be like Lucinda yeah. or something. Yeah. They should have gone with like, I don't know, Jodie. Mm. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, your face. <laughs> isn't that like a classic <laughs> ancient world name, like an Egyptian name? Oh, there's sounds... loads of good. Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good one. Ah, like... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's loads of good Bible ones that you think mm. are just made up modern ones but there's people's names yeah, yeah. People's names. Rachel yeah that's, that's Ruth Ruth, Ruth. yeah no, there's, but there's some I don't like, think they get on with each other do they Rachel I, I can't really remember I don't know the bible I think Rachel is his wife and then Ruth gets magically impregnated by God oh for God's sake yeah. I thought that only happened to Mary but I guess it was going on a lot in those no, days no I'm, I'm definitely getting one of these wrong okay but I think it's like Abraham that sounds about right Jacob you can. Nah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll fact check it later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these Pete, Pete Bog people, they um, when they find them, often they're so well preserved that mm. they're like, "Oh my god, a guy just died. Let's do a murder inquiry." And then they're like, "Oh no, forget no. it. He died five thousand years ago." Yeah. And we'll never catch him now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the case has gone cold. <laughs> um, yes, that was good. Um, Connections. Yeah, they're a fuckload. Yeah, oh, so Every time, like, we were sending them your way, like a slightly panicked look on your face while you were like, "Oh, I still haven't finished the last one you made me do." Actually, it wasn't that bad this time because okay. I could answer them all quite quickly. Sometimes you guys give me like some real. We just make up some words and then yeah, what was it? And I spend the next half hour <laughs> <laughs> looking for it. Um, number one, uh, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" was never a book, as far oh. as I can tell. It's based on the Ulysses, though. Yeah, I think that's true. And that is was that a Homer? Yeah. Let's yeah. not add more questions. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. 
A bit of trivia for you. The Flintstones alien is called the Great Gazoo. That's it. Ah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just couldn't remember it. The Green Mile is set in Louisiana, so it's not, no. it's not in Jefferson not in County. Jefferson. But Old Sparky is the nickname of the electric chairs in Arkansas, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, wow. Illinois, Kentucky, Nebraska, New York, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia. So, like... I suppose what else Yeah, where is it not that it's the easiest to do? Well, I can tell you, not in Louisiana where the Green Mile is set. Apparently there, it's called Gruesome Gertie. King you. Oh, that is a better one, isn't it? Stephen King fucked that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did he write the Green Mile? Yes. Um, Yeah, I suppose when you're thinking of a nickname for an electric chair... I mean, Gruesome Gertie's pretty badass. Old Sparky's quite fond. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah which is mm. gross. Oh, God, imagine that day when it's, it's your time to go to Gruesome Gertie. Oh, oh I believe. The hospital nurse. It's a lot, <laughs> lot more foreboding, isn't mm. it? Yeah, like, I just feel like, oh, no. Like, if you go in there... Excuse no. me, no. use her full name, it's Gruesome Gertrude. <laughs> That's true. Oh, We've yeah. never met her, we shouldn't just call her Gertie. Oh. Um, yeah, like, if you go into Old Sparky, I feel like you can almost just pretend it's something else. Mm. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's true. Gruesome yeah. Gertie, you cannot. You can't. Oh, um, cucamelons... Yes. ...are fruit the size of grape that taste like cucumbers, and they kind of vaguely look like a watermelon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're real. Yeah. Seem like a weird... I don't know why. They're nice well, in a salad. A why has thing. God created them? Oh, no, humans created them. <laughs> what? Well, Actually, I don't know if that's true. I just assumed that was true. But. Seems like it. It's like yeah. we've cross-pollinated. Because yeah. I like a grape and I like a watermelon. Mm, cucumber I'm iffy about, but I wouldn't eat it like a snack like I would a grape. You know okay. what I mean? I'm the opposite. I would eat a cucumber, but not a grape. You wouldn't eat a grape? Whoa. I mean, um, nah, not really. I'm not that bothered. There's, I find them often sour. Just leave them out a bit longer. Yeah. Um, I'll eat them a bit earlier. I don't know which don't way around that works. I don't think it, I don't think it was like that. Do you know when they, um, to to stop them growing seeds inside, they just spray them with a lot of chemicals. So? Oh, well, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's fine too, but people don't realise. No. I don't think they are made by humans. Oh, but great. Don't know. Well, Could be wrong because you really put me on the spot. Yeah, with that don't one. worry about that. I'm not going um, to say anything else. A crank phone. Rick explained this. Explained this. It's also called telephone magneto, which it's a great name. They were X Men. Yes, <laughs> uh, a hand cranked electrical generator, and it's called telephone magneto because it uses magnets to produce the like the rotating ah. armature. Mm. Um, the method of torture you described is called the strapado or the corda. So the victim's hands are tied behind the back and then suspended by a rope attached to their wrists and it results in dislocated shoulders, obviously. Yeah. Um, Nowadays, alcohol isn't allowed in the Methodist church, but most Methodist members consider it a matter of personal morality, whether they drink or not. However, in the 19th century, which I think that's when your story was set, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Methodists saw alcohol and alcoholism as the root of most social evils and tried to persuade people to abstain from it. Mm. So definitely should not have been in a bar. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's fair Um, enough. And Syracuse is a major city in upstate New York. Yeah. That's it. That was probably the most I've ever done. 
That's yeah. a lot of corrections. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And there were more that I could have asked as we went along, but sometimes I could see you yeah. busy, so I was like, nah. <laughs> I just won't ask that. Um, cool. Is that it then? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's say uh, thank you to producer Jada. Thank you mm. to. Oh my god. Oh, are you dying? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm oh, fine. Okay. Mm. Hydrate, Jada. You are welcome. To Annika Vadical, who does our Instagram mm-hmm. continually every week. And follow oh, follow us on Instagram at Here's a Crazy Story. Follow us, follow The Overtake on Instagram at The Overtake. Same on Twitter and Facebook. Basically same. And that, yeah. Without the app. Yeah. Um, did we have any notices or anything? We should it? say thank you to um, a bunch of new subscribers because oh, yeah. we oh, got yeah. a new bunch of new subscribers, yeah. which is That's good. Exciting. So hello to new yeah. listeners. Hi, newbies. So, yeah, so we went up at least 10%. I haven't looked recently, actually, but uh, at least 10% uh, That's last good. week, which was great. So tell your friends or like, what do, what do they say on all the podcasts? Like, tell your enemies. rate and review us. Oh, right. So if you hate it, tell your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> but um, most importantly... Patreon. Oh yeah, Patreon. And yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we still haven't reached five five hundred dollars, um, but we we're getting ever closer. We're inching ever closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. So you could be the one, the one to tip us over the Tell edge. Over. Yeah. Of our sanity. And we need money because we have so many investigations coming up. Yes. That's why we. If we sound tired today, mm-hmm. that's why because we've been working on some real good. Been doing some real good journalism. <laughs> <laughs> um. Great. Cool. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Podcast over. Bye. Oh my god. being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and united healthcare makes it easy with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.